You're listening to Dungeons and Drama Nerds, a podcast exploring the intersection of theater and tabletop role-playing games. All right, so here's your first choice as a group, now that you're all together on Troka and rolling out. Your first real choice is, you know you're going from red line to roughly blue, orange, silver to get to Eastern Market, High Town Market? So do you want to transfer at Metro Center or at Chinatown or... How do you want to do this? As those of you who are local to DC know that this is a sort of perilous juncture. <laughs> sort of. I mean, it's a, yeah, I feel like, I mean, I feel like Chinatown is inherently more dangerous because there are two extra lines that, or no, Chinatown doesn't have a blue, orange, silver. Yeah, you're going to, you're all going to hit L'Enfant, which is a big one. No matter oh, okay. where you go. But in, in the fadeaway, L'Enfant is, an, is sort of a, a free-for-all, almost nomadic market known as the switchboard. So you know that's actually a fairly civilized area that I did not totally just make up on the break. <laughs> um, so there is there is sort of a safe zone at L'Enfant, but getting there might be a little tricky because uh, archives and like, if you go green line, archives can be pretty hairy. And if you go uh, red line, orange line, Federal Triangle can be pretty hairy as well. I mean, I feel like time is a factor. So I feel like transfer at Metro Center to Blue Orange Silver um, headed toward... Fuck, I can't remember the end of that line right now because I usually go the other direction. Largo. Uh... Oh, that's right. Largo and New Carrollton. Yeah, we're heading, heading to New Carrollton. Well, not really. We're headed to Eastern Market. So, yeah, so y'all choke a spot, sort of like groans to life and starts dragging this cart along and it moves at a, you know, at a decent pace. Not, it's not old school metro pace, which was traffic and hellacious, but it is a, it's just a nice slow pace. And uh, as, as Troka gets moving, a couple of the fights kick up. You have uh, Lara and the Hellcat just like, you know, in their usual posts, um, the Hellcat being the Hellcat. <laughs> And no one likes no one likes them. <laughs> but yeah, so what is what does travel look like with the four of you now? Now that Spot has Troka moving and sort of the festivities of the car in full swing, um, I, I, I'm pretty sure Sydney and Vance, being newer, I think the sex workers are just like, "Hey, how's the car went?" Clarification: um, Is Troka just one metro car like distance long, or is it it's multiple, right? Three, three cars. I forgot how many there were. Um, There's a, uh, like, general milling about car. There's a sleeping car, and then there's the fight car. And then in the front of the fight car, there is the uh, cockpit, which is oddly smelling of rotten meat at all points. Though I think the first thing we actually see in this is a one of the workers, like, scrubbing that out and, like, bleaching and like I'm trying to get it semi-presentable because I know Sydney's gonna want somewhere quiet and I'm like okay we're gonna try to put Sydney in the rotted meat car oh my gosh that's amazing um I'll say that Sydney would spend a lot of the time while this is happening in the sleeping car uh and also surprisingly in the fight car uh simply because he likes watching uh AZ Honey do their thing um, and he likes kind of he's still trying to figure out what's happening with uh, the prosthetic that might be giving them nightmares at night. Mm-hmm. So because he's so absorbed in 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 like that world, he's like able to like block out that. Oh, there's people next to me. Yikes. 
Yeah, I think, um, can you, can, so let's see, remind me with the nightmares, because like, Daisy Honey, it's giving you nightmares. What kind of nightmares? Have we discussed that? I don't think we have. I know we've discussed that they only happen when they go to sleep with the prosthetic on. Mm-hmm. And that there, I think uh, something was mentioned, I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong in the future when they're listening to the podcast. Oh, no, Cindy, no, no. Uh, but uh, I think there was like something like psychedelic uh, involved. Yeah, it's like less, um, with the nightmares, it's less like a distinct fear and more like a bunch of like bright dark and like menacing shapes and just like sort of fearful silhouettes that don't really amount to any particular narrative great so sydney when when nightfall comes and you're examining leggy um what do you do what are you doing to sort of look at this mystery of the the az honey nightmares um, I do remember uh, we used we used things speak on it, and uh, Sydney was able to find out like that the leg was trying to tell him something, but he wasn't able to fully understand what the leg was saying at the time. Like the the street words were coming up on the screen, like in plant speak, but Sydney couldn't understand. Um, so I I couldn't understand, and so I think I'm gonna work on. Um, my mobile apparatus, like I've got like a little laptop that's like on top of like, a, like hooked into some roots that are from the tree or whatever. Weird mumbo jumbo uh, psychedelic ma- maelstrom nonsense. Um, and he's going to continue trying to figure out what the dreams are saying, I guess. So he, he really wants a, a, a visual or some sort of more concrete version of what AZ is seeing. Great. So, um, do me a favor. Let's uh, roll plus weird to open your brain to the psychic maelstrom. <laughs> Great. That doesn't go wrong for anybody. It never does. All right. Here we go. Uh, so I've got a plus two with weird. Oh, and because I'm rolling with that stat, I get a improvement because it's highlighted. Uh, eight plus two is ten. A 10, so you get good detail. Uh, so while you're tapping into Leggy with your apparatus, um, you are... <laughs> what you, it's Leggy? It's Leggy, yeah. It's, it's Leggy. <laughs> Leggies and Eggies. <laughs> Great, amazing. Um, so I think you, you sort of tap your mind as you're sort of working on this on Leggy and tapping into it. I think you open your mind to the, the sort of maelstrom of the world and you... I think the way that AZ Honey was describing their nightmares and the way that the plant speak has appear- been appearing on your screens, you see for the first time, I think, in your career researching, this scary similarity between the speech of plants and the psychic maelstrom of the world, how it sort of appears. You know how when you like close your eyes and there are all these like colors and shapes and whatnot? I think you realize that the language of the plant language, the phytotech language, is almost identical to that of the psychic maelstrom. So in the same way that humans experience it, plants are experiencing it in the same way. And I think this is a revelatory breakthrough is I think whatever happened in the cataclysm that created the psychic maelstrom is also what awakened the plants in this way. So AZ is not necessarily experiencing nightmares, but what's happening is they are actually, when they are tapped in with the leg, and sleeping, the leg is sort of just, and AZ goes into their subconscious, the leg is sort of just 
an active channel into the maelstrom of the world. So the leg is experiencing the psychic maelstrom, and therefore, while AZ is asleep, they're experiencing the psychic maelstrom. Mm-hmm. Well, that can't be good. I can't really fix that. Well, that's for sure. You could always try. Or, or at least I I don't know if I can fix it yet. That's not the, the... The right attitude is I can fix it. I just can't do it right now. Quick note, uh, that role did put me into my fourth improvement. So I've gone ahead and picked up a new skill, oftener right. So when someone comes to me for advice and I suggest something to do, they will get to take a plus one on any roles they make uh, doing the thing that I suggest. Nice. And I get an experience. Wow, crazy. It's so good. All right. Okay, so that's what Sydney's up to. <laughs> what is, Vance, how are you liking the new accommodations in Troka? I think Vance is making very polite conversation with the, um, with the like sex workers completely oblivious to what they do for a living. I'm 99.99% sure that Vance is ace, but in like a just, they don't think about it. Like it's just not a factor at all. And they forget that it is for other people sort of way. So I think they're just like holding court, like making conversation, hanging out. I think a lot of them are getting that parent vibe from you as well. So like at a certain point, I think they stop trying to sleep with you <laughs> and are just like happy to talk with you and share meals and listen to your stories. I think like, like story time with Captain Vance has become very popular on the travels where they're just like sitting around and eating and listening to you talk about how you built up temptation, what like what your quote unquote boring accounting life was like. They're like, oh my God, numbers. That's so cool. Yes. <laughs> it's so foreign to like um, any of the work they've done their entire lives. Like, wait, you just sat at a desk and wrote numbers? That's crazy. Yeah. And I think even though they definitely like are glad they don't do that anymore, they love talking about it and are happy to to share that. Yeah. Like, there is no sex involved in a, doing accountancy. That is so strange to us. <laughs> Wild. There is sex involved in almost every other job in the apocalypse. <laughs> Vance has chosen the one. The one that has nothing to do with sex. Um, but yeah, uh, AZ and Vector, I guess you're back to your normal routines. Um, I think the fights are going... It's actually almost kind of boring without Boru murdering people instantly so you're like oh yeah this is normal this is what it's supposed to be like like they're supposed to they're a little more dramatic people sometimes die Boru would just like straight up murder people <laughs> like murder them way too quickly but you know people are getting back in the ring multiple times to fight now and and with without Boru there people are more excited to fight without the fear of immediate and painful death <laughs> um so I think uh, I think you're bringing in the barter quite nicely um, so that jingle, that jingle will be good. And the secrets are flowing as well. Ooh. And I think from, because you trade in secrets, I think, um, you're starting to get a lot more pop in from fighters and people about, um, especially cause AZ scanned a bunch of passports, basically. Like you're getting a lot of Lily's other names popping up in secrets. And I think that's of interest to you because she has been everywhere. And uh, as a result, you know, if you follow up on a couple of those by talking to people, you'll get snow popping up a couple of times too. Snow is typically a very good assassin, typically. But it's almost like their heart wasn't in it for Borug. And the fact that there was a minor inconvenience and she left, 
Uh, excuse me, I was a major inconvenience. Thank you very much. <laughs> it was a major Sydney inconvenience, and that she just gave up there is a little odd. That doesn't seem to line up with the stories at all. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, I think that I'm. Um... I'm doing my bouncer duties. I'm making sure that people are killing each other according to the rules and hanging out by the bar and trying to uh, chat folks up. As you chatting folks up, people people always seem interested in talking to you, Easy Honey. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's just your way with people. And same with Vector. Like, Vector, you're fucking charming. And so every time you go to talk to people up at the bar, they're like, I, I get the suspicion that when you two talk, people spill a lot more easily than they realize they have been. You know, so... I'm just sort of streamlining that information for y'all that it's like, oh, like I heard all these different names of Lily appearing all over the fadeaway. Like they are almost as much of an herbal legend as Troka is. Did we get any information about where, not so much Lily, but where snow often like resides, like a general kind of place? So here's the thing with snow and Lily is they lie a lot. <laughs> um, let's see. But you you will learn that snow has actually been probably seen most frequently at a demon town in the twilight fortress that's out of the way i was about to say if we could swing past but that's out of the way we're not gonna worry about it (laughs) it's also very heavily guarded yeah yeah though troka can get in pretty much anywhere Right, but if we're trying to, if we're trying to take out someone who like belongs to that hold, that's gonna be a much tougher job than like sidling up alongside him in the train and taking a shot. <laughs> Following someone in the train. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, um, so y'all are making your way. It's it's uh it's pretty slow going because you know there is a lot of rubble. Tell me about this train move back there. I was scrolling through the uh, vehicles page, or the like road war moves page about making vehicles. And there's a move, deal with bad terrain. Then you have to deal with bad terrain, roll plus cool, plus your vehicle's handling, which is a zero for something as big as Troka. On a 10 plus, you fly through untouched. On a seven to nine, choose one. And on a miss, the MC chooses one for you and the others are impossible. And cool is one of my uh, things, which gives me an improvement, uh, like a full improvement track. I leveled up. Woo. So that's going to be, that's a seven. A seven. So choose one. So which one would you like to choose? So the options are you slow down and pick your way forward. You push too hard and your vehicle suffers harm as established. You ditch out and go back or try to find another way. I think we're going to slow down and pick your way forward. I think we're going to have to go slower to get there. That sounds perfect for what I have written. Perfect. Oh, uh, mean uh, So as you all were going by the sort of, uh, you switch over at Metro Center without much of a hassle at all. Um, it, the train is difficult and you're, you're going a lot slower than you had hoped. Um, but... You are now entering the Federal Triangle area, and this is sort of a notorious raider spot. And so you see the sex workers are, are getting a little on guard, and a couple of the fighters who are like, like, oh man, I shouldn't have fought in the pits, <laughs> because now raiders might get us. As your sort of spot is sort of poking his way forward, you hear shots ring out, and you hear a roar from spot up front. And sort of like the sound of bullet fire 
like pinging off the frame of Troka. I immediately go. I immediately go out to check in on Spot, uh, like with no regard for my own safety. Absolutely no, no concern for anyone in Troka. Spot is my first concern. I want to go make sure Spot's okay. Oh goodness! Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Uh, I have a a scoped rifle, so I like poke it out a a window or somewhere a little hidden to to try and get a peek at what's happening. Can you roll to stand Overwatch for me as a support move? <sighs> roll plus that is a nine. A nine, damn! So you may uh, let's see. Oh, on a ten plus, choose one. Uh oh, on oh, a hit, no. if anyone attacks or interferes with your ally you attack them and inflict harm as established as well as warning your ally uh so as vector azir is running out there to go check on spot just sort of throwing caution to the wind az honey very just coolly steps out and uh let's see so uh az honey you see a raider pop out holding a rifle and lining up a shot with um of with vector and you fire Uh, How much harm does your weapon do? It does two and... Wait, are they far? Uh, They are far, yeah. Great. So that's three and high-powered, four total. Four total, damn. So you take them down. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, that is a huge hit. They are down. They don't even get a shot off on. So, doesn't, they don't Very even bad. get a shot off on Vector. Vector, you, <laughs> they, they, okay, well, they get a shot off, but none of them hit Vector. They all sort of ping wide. So you have done your job in bodyguarding. <laughs> Great. Um, you see, Vector, as you get up, that Spot has actually taken a couple hits. And it looks, um, go ahead and give me a roll plus sharp just to assess said sitch. Uh, plus sharp. That is not going to be great, is what it is. That's a three. A three. Mark experience. And um, sharp is my highlighted stat, so that's two. Let's see if we can level up twice in one session. That's <laughs> fun. Um, yeah, so you see, um, you see that Spot has actually taken some hits and is bleeding. Um, and doesn't seem too happy about it. And it looks like Spot is ready to throw off their yoke and go go ham on some raiders. I mean, as you look around, you're hearing some yelling, and there probably there has to be about aside from the one AZ Honey just took one shot and took down. There, there's like a gang of maybe nine or ten sort of cresting around the metro tunnels in the darkness. You can see that they have little like shoulder lights. Uh, I want to look over my shoulder and like yell at AZ and be like. Get Vance's group. Let's go. Great. I'm... Wait, what do you mean, get them? I mean for you to yell for them. I'm just... Uh, you're you're inside, I'm outside. I'm like, just oh, holler at great. them. Yeah, so while I'm reloading, I uh, holler to the folks we brought along. Say, there's a situation outside. Do I see how many people there are? Uh, you see about nine or ten. Great. I yell, there's a situation looking at nine or ten. Maybe more. All right, Vance, what would you like to do now that you're hearing uh, AZ Honey call in? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send, send my gang out to, to help deal with it. All right, so let's see. 
you are ordering your gang to advance. Um, so go ahead and roll plus hard, please. Oh, boy. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, seven. Uh, which is nice. So they do it. They don't, uh, they don't snap to it, but they're sort of like, oh, we were enjoying the fights, boss. And they, they get up and they go, uh, head on out into the field. So now Vance's gang out is in the field. Vance, you may command them and attack with them as your weapon. Great. Um, so they take up a nice defensive formation and they are ready to go. Cool. All right. So, uh, Sydney, what are you doing in this time? I think Sydney's gonna sigh and be like, oh, why are these trips never uneventful? <laughs> <laughs> and he's gonna go over to where like, um, where AZ Honey is. Like, I assume AZ Honey is still, like she, uh, they, they shouted for uh, Vance's crew, but they're still like providing covering fire. And I think um, Sydney will also stand overwatch uh, with his net shooter. So if like anything gets too close to a spot or a vector, he'll also shoot. Um, and because of my spooky intenseness, I get to use my weird instead of my cool. <laughs> All right. So stand overwatch. Uh, seven plus two, so nine. Nine. Nice. So yeah, it'll be the same thing. You watch as someone, as the Raiders melee fighters start running in, waving all sorts of like firemen's axes and chainsaws and shit and whooping wildly. Oh, um, those look sharp. They look very sharp. Um, yeah, I, I, I would be remiss in not adding like a baseball bat without like barbed wire wrapped around it, I suppose, would be an improv one. Someone's got a, a shovel that looks strangely sharp. Um, of course. So yeah, so I think Shovel Man, the Shovel Knight, is running up to Vector and suddenly finds themselves entangled in a, in a net, uh, courtesy of uh, Sydney. But Sydney, because it is a nine there, you are now exchanging harm. So someone with a pistol actually sees you and lines up a shot as well. So go ahead and take one harm for exposing yourself to danger. Uh, actually, this is relevant from earlier. How much harm did I heal in the infirmary? From I think you after? healed back up to nine. Okay. And so I think this puts you back down at six as a, you get another graze on your non-stabbed side. <laughs> oh, my other favorite shirt. I need to stop bringing these on these trips. And uh, Polexino will be like, we can spare you some clothes. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, all right, so Vector, what would you like to do now that you are up front and there's about four people encroaching on you. The other five seem to be hanging back. You watch as one gets tangled up in a net and AZ's already taken one out. I'm taking the yoke off Spot and letting Spot go. All right, so Spot's going to charge in. Free. He won't leave. He's not going to go far. He's just going to attack and then he'll come back. You're just going to get some launch. Um, we have a relationship. It's fine. <laughs> do me a favor and go ahead and roll plus hard for a spot. To go aggro. This won't count as one of yours. Just roll for a spot because I was like, I don't need dice, but apparently I do. Is <laughs> uh, spot using my hard? Yeah. Cool. Uh, that's an eight then. An eight? Yeah. So you watch us. I used my uh, last improvement track to add one to hard. Um, so now it's a zero instead of a minus one. Yay. Uh, so Spot goes in. Spot, not used to fighting as much anymore, having lived this domesticated life now. Uh, Spot, like, you know, leans in and gets some good swipes. And then their big lion face goes in for, like, a big bite as well, landing some solid hits on baseball bad guy. But 
as he's bitten baseball, that guy's like, ah, and like swinging his bat back one handed like a sword and scores, scores a nice hit on Spot's face, causing Spot to reel back. So Spot has taken another point of harm. Can I jump in and take that harm instead? I guess you can't you can't you can't help a NPC. You can only help slash interfere with a roll. So I guess I can't do that. Uh I don't well that's the thing is like story-wise, I'm very compelled by that. So let me see what we can do. One second, please. Cool. Uh roll plus cool to see if you can jump in in time. I can't. That was a five. Oh yeah. So I think you go to uh help out. Um, but the the other dude just kind of like shoves you back. And because it's a five, I think his what happens is as you go into help, you get your cool whip dagger out. But he kind of like as he's flailing around to try and get spot off of him, you get clocked on the side of your head as well. So go ahead and take one harm. Great. Um, it was a cool attempt, but nope, you both took damage. All right, easy honey, what's next for you? Um, I think I'm gonna stick with the standing overwatch. Cool. Um, and I just, I realized that with that last, uh, roll, I went up on my improvement pack, so I took Merciless, which is an extra point of harm. Great. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna roll to stand overwatch. Um, that (laughs) is a, uh, an 11. An 11, nice. Oh, so yeah. So as someone sees Vector getting like knocked back from the blow, they line up a shot and you catch that immediately. As soon as they line up a shot, your rifle rings out and poof, that guy drops. There's a very artistic spray of blood behind him. Um, Because, you know, the battle babe is the best at what they do. Mm -hmm. Bob. All right, Vance, what's your gang doing? Now that they're in formation around Troka. I guess they don't use a move like I would. They use the one of the things in my leadership move. Let's see. Um, because my initial instinct was I wanted them to do the seize by force move, but I think I just order them to advance or whatever. Uh, no, so you can use those moves. The gang is just your weapon. Okay, so if you cool. want to go seize by force, then yeah, what are you trying to seize? I want to seize the upper hand. Seize the upper hand? In this fight. Okay, so yeah, go for it. Uh, roll plus hard. Okay, 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 okay. Ten. All right, so choose three. Okay. Um, we're going to do definitely impress, dismay, or frighten the enemy because my like ultimate goal in this is to prove that like we're not to be fucked with and also like scare scare them. So definitely that one, um, I take definite hold of it and, um, uh, we'll go with, um, inflict terrible harm. Great. So yeah. So I think your gang just unleashes a salvo and inflicts, how much harm do they normally inflict? inflict? Uh, there's, they're small, so they usually do two harm. Great. So they're inflicting terrible harm. So that's three harm across the board. And you see, uh, shovel guy takes the three harm. <laughs> uh, baseball bat guy takes three harm and goes down. Uh, baseball guy is down. Chainsaw guy gets hurt. Uh, there's a guy with a cavalry sword that gets hurt. So yeah, they all they all take a 
hefty amount of damage. They all already look ragged, and you can tell like none of them really, really want to be engaging with you at this moment. Um, they look pretty scared. You have impressed and scared them. Cool. You're fighting them, for sure. And I think, I want to say two of them just, like, bolt. Cool. Because they're like, I'm, they have a demon, and they have a gang. Like, we, this is too much. <laughs> All right, Sydney, what are you up to? Uh, I think I'm going to try and support uh, Vance and the crew again. So, um, I'll, like maybe see if I can affect their light sources. So you said they have they have light sources on their shoulders, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I'll see, like, I'll look around, like, scrounge around for some things that people don't need quite as much and, like, throw them, like, trying to hit their light sources or their eyes. I don't know. Just anything I can do to help, since I'm going to say that the, the Vine Shooter is, like, a once-per type of thing. Let's call this do something under fire, so roll plus cool. Okay. What's cool about doing something under fire is I get to also use my weird for it. Yay! I mean, that's even better, because you're throwing junk at people's light sources. That is exactly right. Uh, 8 plus 2 is 10. Nice! So we're calling this uh, the not the regular harm. This is like the stun harm, not the sci harm. The S harm, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so you knock out some of their light sources, and they're like, "What the fuck?" They are suddenly as blind—well, not blinded, but they're suddenly not seeing as well. And I think that opens up an opportunity for Spot to go ahead and just like chomp down for real on the base uh, with the baseball bat guy down. He goes for the shovel guy who's in the net, rips up the vine net in doing so. But I think shovel guy is now dead. All right, Vector, what are you doing now that Spot's wrecking havoc for you? Uh, I want to go aggro with my blade. Yes, and you can roll with hot, right? I can roll with hot. Uh, who's near me? Well, give me a guy that's near me. Chainsaw guy is near you. I was hoping it's going to be chainsaw guy. I'm going to go after chainsaw guy. That is a nine on the dice plus two. That's an 11. An 11, yes. You do it beautifully. Uh, what does that look like with you swinging on this, this knife around? I think it's very much like the... Because it's a dagger on one side and the whip on the other. I think it's like dagger comes in and catches them like in the shoulder and the whip like cracks around behind them and catches them like on the side of the face. Like it's like double double hits kind of across the board. Um, But I also think that because Spot got hurt, I'm not like... This there's no logic to this. This is feral. This is angry. This is like aggressive. It's like you can hurt a lot of people in my life. Like most people, pretty much everyone in my life, you could kill in front of me, and I'd be like, "Well, that's sad." But like Vance and Spot are the two where I'm like, "No, no, not these two. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, you go, you go aggro in the fullest sense of the term. And Chainsaw Guy, having taken some damage and lost his light source, does not see it coming. He goes down hard. Perfect. I think they are now going to go ahead and unleash their salvo on you all. Uh, the couple people who are still with guns and the guy with the sword are going to throw themselves at Vance's gang. Um, and looks like, ooh, looks like that's going to be two harm on your gang. Okay, they have one armor, so they'll take one harm. Great, so they only take one harm, and that'll be a few injuries, one or two serious, no fatalities. Mm-hmm. 
Thank goodness. Okie dokie. Uh, AZ, what you doing? I, f- I feel like I'm I'm gonna keep doing the same thing. Great. So um, Overwatch, this is like the perfect position for you as the bodyguard battle babe, right? Like, yeah. Just um, great. So standing Overwatch once again, and that is a nine plus three, which is twelve. Damn. Yeah. So you are just very coolly, very cool. Go <laughs> off one at a time. I think one of the other long range attackers goes down just in another spray of blood and they I think they're starting to get a hint that while they're distracted with the gang and with the demon there is a cold-blooded sniper picking them off one by one alright Vance what's your gang doing? Uh, they're, gonna, they're gonna attack great so roll to go aggro with them so roll plus hard okay that is an 8 no wait 9 sorry a 9 great so this will probably be a trade off then how much harm do they do sorry they do 2 harm so I think they will take down cavalry sword guy up front. Um, but before the last guy pistol goes down, I think he takes out one of your gang. Okay. Do you have a D10 handy? I do. I have I have my dice uh, bowl. Love it, love it. Yeah, so you have you have 10 agents on the field with you right now. So go ahead and roll D10 to see which one doesn't make it. I rolled a five. Oh no. It's not Shepard, is it? It's Talon. Talon is the one who goes down. Oh, well, that's fine. Can I throw some narrative flavor on that? Yeah, absolutely. I think it was going to be Shepard, but I saw the shotgunning lined up and I dove and like knocked Shepard out of the way. Oh, and Talon got hit instead. Yes. Oh, yeah. So Shepard looks up at you and goes, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Shepard does not look happy to owe you that. <laughs> um, that's fair. That, that's fair. Behind you both, Talon drops. Um, but as that happens, the gang takes down the last of the raiders, and you all are out of combat with one casualty uh, and a couple injuries going floating around. But only one person untenable. And Spot is hurting, but is still moving, and is like, seems to be ignoring its wounds almost, uh, their wounds, and is going to the to the cart to just get yoked back in. Um, I want to bring over, I know Spot just ate a lot of people in ripping people apart, but I do want to like specifically bring over a baseball bat guy and just like drop him in a clump in front of Spot and be like, this is a snack, enjoy. Uh, And while Spot's yoked there, can I treat harm on Spot? Um, Are you, do you have a move for that? Because I think that's really an angel's purview. Nope, then I I just saw it as, uh, there's a section, so... Yeah, let's take a look at it. What's the section? <laughs> uh, under harm and healing moves, it says uh, when you heal another player's character's harm. Oh, it's player character. So yeah, yeah. no, nope, never mind. No, not to, not not just yet. Don't worry, don't worry. I have built it so that this can be mitigated at some point. I'm not concerned. We'll take care of spot when we take care of spot. Yep. And so you have made it through the notorious raider spot. The ones who fled will surely tell the tale of this. Um, which will be good for spreading the notoriety of Troka. They don't necessarily know that it was Vance Holiday's gang, but they, I'm pretty sure they knew that they just encountered Troka. Can we collect the weapons and just keep them as a stockpile? Mm-hmm. So you add the baseball bat, the chainsaw, the cavalry sword, the sharpened shovel, uh, add a couple pistols and a shotgun and a rifle. Cool. 
I want to make sure that uh, Talon's body is kept like separate from Troka's like dead body stash. Um. Yeah, there's a there's a I think there's a spot where you can cover it up with a blanket and, you know, treat it real nice. Yeah. Uh, so Talon gets his own little place of honor in Troka for the moment until you can get to uh, wherever you're going. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you all continue to move forward and you come into the switchboard, the little stop, the layover in the underground metro system. And you see that there's a it's a rest stop sort of area. There's a small market uh, that seems to be bustling at this time of day. And there is also um, just a tavern marked the Buffalo Cornishon Inn. <laughs> So yeah, you are now in the switchboard. What would you like to do? I would love to stretch my legs. Yeah, I'm going to hop out and uh, head into the old Buffalo Cornishon. Great. Anyone else? I'm going to also do that, but I'll wait until like all Vance will be just a few steps behind AZ in our usual fashion. <laughs> <laughs> And you, uh, your gang will follow you. Chogan and crew will follow behind you because they're looking for some refreshment as well. And a, another chance to stretch the legs after a fight. Sydney will go too, just to be surrounded. If he's going to go somewhere, at least he'll be surrounded by the people he knows rather than like getting thirsty later, having to go by himself. Nightmare scenario. Great. Vector? Uh, I want to stay in Troka and just spend some time with Spot. But I also want to trigger my fingers in every pie move. Yes, please. Uh, but just put out a word that you want to think. Could be a person, could be something, something, even just a thing. Roll plus hot. On a 10 plus, it shows up in your establishment for you, like magic. Um, I know that this was the same general direction that Snow and Lily were heading. I want Snow to be here. To show up in your introca? I want Snow to be near here. I don't need her to necessarily show up in Troka, but I need her to be in this vicinity. So I'm going to roll to see if she is. All right, go ahead and roll. That is plus hot. That is a nine. A nine. So what happens there is that... uh... Your people make an effort and everyone wants to please you and close is close, right? All right, perfect. Perfect. Um, Oh no. (laughs) So as, um, as the party goes into the tavern, the Buffalo Cornishon. You'll, you know, take a look around, I imagine. You survey. In 5e, this would be a perception roll, but we don't. you don't got to roll. Y'all can look at this. Um, you see there's there's a, an older male-presenting person sort of tending the bar and also seems to be the innkeeper. Um, Sydney, I think the first thing you notice is that someone has a laptop out, and the laptop seems to be plugged in into a wee cactus that seems to be serving like a laptop charger. So I think you notice a little piece of phytotech right over there. There, There is someone in the corner who is wearing, I think, Vance, you might especially recognize the crest of Yulia and the crest of Mercy. Um, so you know that's a, that's a hocus and, and, and her following over there serving um, the goddess of justice. Um, but there's someone, they're very clearly wearing that s- sigil there. And people seem to be giving them a, a decent wide berth. They have very short hair, very like very slightly leading them presenting but are very androgynous otherwise um and you know just outside in the marketplace you know it looks like there's all sorts of barter going on so you all pass through there um and the i think the most interesting thing sydney i think this jumps out to both you and az 
is um, the cloak. Snow, someone, there is a cloak that looks suspiciously like Snow's hood up over at the bar. Well, well, that's concerning. Uh, Easy, you, do you see that? The quote, the cloaked person? It doesn't that look like Snow's? Also, yeah. where did this person get this wee cactus thing? Why don't you go check on the plant and I'll go see if this is our friend. Okay, but I am hesitant to call that person my friend. I know, bud. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I head over to the bar and I squeeze sort of next. To, is it like a crowded establishment or like how? But you, you should be able to find a seat next to them, no problem. Great. I uh, I place my order and try to sort of look out of the corner in my eye to see if I can see their face. You see their face. Uh, she is very pretty, mm-hmm. and she's got a, sort of a lock of blonde hair coming out under the under the cloak. And she sort of looks over, you know, casts a side long glance at you, and immediately just a smile spreads on her face. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, "Well, hello there, gorgeous." Can I get you a drink? I smile back, and Percy is making a face, which makes me really scared. (laughs) But I don't see that, so I'm going to smile back, and I say, um, I like to buy my own drinks, at least the first round. Can I get you something? Just darling, that would be lovely. All right, what do you drink? Hmm. This place doesn't seem to have the scotch I prefer. Wine will do. You got it. Red, white? Surprise me. Okay. Uh, I order a... Hmm. I order something Chilean. Something with a little spice, a deep red. What the fuck? You think we got Chilean wine? (laughs) In the apocalypse? Do we even know what Chile is anymore? (laughs) All right. What's the closest you got to something spicy and red? Spicy and red. And you get a glass of wine. (laughs) He makes no illusions about the fanciness of this. He goes, I brewed this in the bathtub. (laughs) What I got. Stepped on some grapes that seems to have fermented. This is my red wine. We'll call it a Cabernet. Amazing. And I'll take a whiskey for me. Whiskey, we got a plenty. And like slides you a glass of whiskey. Great. I uh, I present the glass of wine with a flourish. I say, this is a Chilean Cabernet Sauvignon. You will notice uh, notes of toasted wheat, uh, a little bit of cracked pink peppercorn, and uh, a really smooth finish, surprisingly. I'm like laying on the charm. And she'll swirl a little and smell. She goes, mmm, I can really smell the bathtub in the bouquet. <laughs> And she looks over and goes, I believe you have a glass of the very popular Rathian's Bite Whiskey. Mm-hmm. That will certainly put some hair on your chest, I hear. Oh, here's hoping. <laughs> and she smiles and laughs, and she goes, what's your name? AZ, yours? Seren, Seren Altresa. Seren. I, uh, was passing through. Where did you get that cloak? 
I happen to notice that uh, beautiful women tend to wear that exact cloak. <laughs> she goes, it's that popular, is it? Well, you've met some of my friends. Mm-hmm. We tend to prefer clothes that are more functional. These aren't particularly beautiful cloaks, I'm ashamed to say. Um, but they do get you through the wasteland quite nicely. The fadeaway is a dangerous place, and this provides not only protection from the elements, but an uh, easy way to slip away. Hmm. Are you trying to slip away already? Yes, well, not, not right away. Depends if you're slipping away with me or not. Hmm. We'll see. Why don't we uh, get to know each other a little bit over these drinks? Sounds lovely. I look forward to it. Tell me more. Where are you from? What's your story? And we will cut away from that at this moment. It's <laughs> <laughs> approaching the cactus um, <laughs> with Sydney's form of plant seduction. <laughs> <laughs> You approach a, there's the man with the laptop and the cactus, you know, he's got some relatively dark skin and short cropped hair. And he looks up at you and approaching, as you approach, he seems to like not notice you. He's kind of just busy tapping away on his laptop. Oh, hey, uh, yeah. That's some pretty sweet tech you got there. Oh, so thanks. Her name is Rada. Oh, neat. I also name my plants. Um. Where did you get this? Because, uh, believe it or not, I believe this comes from uh, American University. Huh. I heard there was a new tree discovered there. They have all sorts of new plants coming out of there, and they are hard to come by. They do not let these part easily. I hear rather came from there, but I that's just a rumor. But you've never seen so nice and so cute a cactus. It is. It is. It is really cute. Is it prickly? Can I touch? Do you mind? Do you mind? Right. Sydney will like pet the cactus lovingly. Uh, you find that the the quills on it are surprisingly sharp, and in one deft motion, as you find a little bit of blood from your hand, you watch as he reaches over with a cotton swab, dabs it, and puts it in a a little vial, and corks it, and just sort of sets it in his stuff. Um. He goes. Thanks for that. Um, um, I feel like, um, is my response here. Uh, did you, um, I guess I should just ask, did you just swab my finger and then put it into a vial for later? Yes. Do you not? Okay. Uh... People tell me I am weird all the time. But I think that's weird. Really? You're the one who pet a cactus? <laughs> yeah, that's a perfectly normal thing when you see a very cute plant to do. And when uh, you pet a cactus and you bleed, do you not save your blood for later? I'm going to be honest. No. I have a, re- I have a replenishing supply of my own blood. I would be worried if you didn't. Yeah, so um, I would like to circle back really quick to why you're saving my blood. Hmm, yeah. Why wouldn't I? Blood is a valuable, valuable thing and well worth study. Ah, uh, where are you from exactly? And where is it that people are just studying other people's blood? Is that, uh, where is your thesis? 
Where's my thief? He pull. He reaches down and pulls up this big file of things, and he goes, "Here you go. I uh, am a traveling scholar. I, you know, I stop by the Black Cathedral often in Circuit City, um, but I travel all around the fadeaway, uh, mostly because, well, how do I put this? Mm, Fido technology becomes more flexible as you study the roots of it. Pun intended. Um, yes." So when I hear about new plants, I go and find them out when I can, um, because the, the the applications and the possibilities are endless. But sometimes, you know, you encounter the carnivorous ones and you want to give them a little blood so they leave you alone. And I like to keep my blood on the inside. Um, I also sometimes require it for the study because sometimes the blood interacts with plants. Interesting. Father here seems to be very fond of blood. A fellow plant researcher. Sydney's going to try to keep that to himself. Uh, I'll let you decide whether or not it is loud enough for our good friend. Uh, what is your n- name? It's Amos. Amos. Uh, and w- is this a name I would recognize? So he said that, or they said that they aren't from Circuit City, but have traveled through Circuit City. Is this someone I would recognize or like know the name of? Like, I assume Sydney still like keeps track of like a lot of the work that is coming out of Circuit City. So like, would Sydney recognize any of this? I think you recognize some of the theses being passed around the scholarly circles about the evol- the evolving nature of phytotechnology, especially because not as, like I think you said before that phytotechnology is a pretty new field. And so yes. there aren't a lot of people who publish on it. And Amos Ridley is a name you recognize. That is why Sydney's like so surprised that there is someone else already studying the plants. He's like, this is my territory. Um, oh, I know. <laughs> so he is, uh, so Sydney's like, oh, okay. Sydney has, now definitely wants to get to American University to investigate that plant. Um, are you working with anyone to study this? Because no, not at the moment. Uh, people seem to be off-put by some of my tendencies, so I tend to work alone. I, I can see that, uh, and also relate to that on a personal level. Uh, would you mind if I read some of your work? Please. And he sets it down next to you and continues working as if you're not there. Okay, uh, I'll just take however long it takes to, or however long everyone else is doing, I'll just read and see what I can glean from that information. Uh, Vance, what are you up to? I think I just want to, like, set up shop somewhere and just listen, um, see if I hear anything interesting, but I'm kind of not on right now. Like, I'm clocked out. You hear, uh, you hear the conversation between Sydney and Amos. You hear the flirting going on between Az and Seren, um, and you are drawn to the the person with the crest of Yulia mm-hmm. uh, seated in the corner. There, they almost have sort of a not a glow about them, but there's, there's almost a haughtiness. You know, they're sort of like almost sort of looking down on everyone else in there. But then they see you, and I think they sort of like give. There's not recognition, but sort of an immediate respect. I think they sense your gravitas and uh, give a little nod in your direction and sort of raises their glass of wine. I'll acknowledge the nod and then I'll think for a second and, and go uh, join them. There you go. Well, it is rare for someone of class to come join me. I the the pleasure is the pleasure is all mine. I was surprised to see someone uh, of a level with me here. Mm. The name is Tia Nialo. 
Vance Holiday. It is lovely to meet you. You as well. Tell me what brings you to the switchboard. Uh, just some some business outside my hold. Yes. May I inquire as to the business, or is it very secretive? Just uh, seeing seeing what's what up in Hightown Market. Have you heard anything recently? Oh, Hightown Market. Well, it's a very interesting place, Hightown Market. I have been there many times myself, but I, I never feel the need to stay. I'm from there and, and can relate quite deeply. Hmm. I uh, grew up in Mercy. Huh. And I am traveling around to spread the good word of Yulia. Wonderful. Perhaps a missionary, but also a healer. I, I focus in the, the healing arts. As distastefully unartistic as they are in our times. <laughs> of course. I uh, I have great respect for, for those who are oriented to the nature of the body and, and its needs. It's never quite been my strength. I... Uh, I do often work for coin, so if you are in need of someone to travel with you and heal, then I believe I can be of service. That would actually be be quite good. Um, some folks in my hold have sustained injuries recently, and I and I wonder whether you could treat them. Oh, where is your hold? I would be happy to look at it. They're actually out with us, um, just just outside. Oh, well then. Once we finish our drinks, please show me the way. Wonderful. That is a pleasure. Perhaps serendipity and perhaps the will of Yulia that we are together. Indeed, the will of Yulia. Then so may the scales be balanced. And uh, she, or they, continue to drink with you. Uh, Vector, what are you up to while everyone else is making these connections in the bar? You hanging out with Spot still? Yeah, I think it's like a lot of like pampering time and like... Some really sweet scenes of like what would be sweet if it wasn't like giving them like pieces of human, but like giving them like snacks and really, really like sweet moments. But uh, also uh, I'm interested in trying to uh, see if I can't go find some like healing herbs or something like go into the marketplace to see what I can find. Great. Um, so first off, you'll get a report that someone wearing a, a cloak similar to Snow's has been spotted sitting with AZ Honey at the bar from one of your sex workers. Mm. And then you will head into the marketplace and you'll see it. Really, it's the marketplace is almost just one circle of stalls run by two people who seem to be sort of skirting around back and forth. I think if I hear about the cloaked person, I'm probably going to next do in the... Um, uh, the shopping and go straight to the bar. Great. So Vector, you enter the bar dramatically, I assume. Oh, with a flourish. So much extra. And uh, you see, you look over at the bar and there's AZ talking to a cloak. I want to read a situation, read a sitch. That's plus sharp. So I'm going to mark my, I did fill up two improvement tracks this time. Um, that is my last improvement there. I'm going to take the move, the um, Meister D move. Just give me a motive. Is that the one? Yep, that's the one. Uh, and that was a f- solid fail. That was a three. Oh, yeah. So, um, oh boy. So go ahead and mark another improvement. I did. Go on for three. <laughs> <laughs> 
you were reading the situation and let's see i believe this means you just read it terribly wrong yep on a misc ask one anyway but be prepared <laughs> for the worst so ask one of the readers such questions from where's my best escape route way in way past which enemy is most vulnerable to me which enemy is the biggest threat what should i be on the lookout for what's my enemy's true position and who's in control here what should i be on the lookout for uh, what should you be on the lookout for? You should be on the lookout for snow. Um, and <laughs> so in reading the situation, you spot, you should be looking out for danger. It looks to you like AZ is just chatting up snow and having a grand time. Gives the club Great. I want to trigger just give me a motive. Sure. Uh, name somebody who might conceivably eat, drink, or otherwise ingest something you've touched. If it's an NPC, roll plus hard. Um... PC, roll plus hex. Uh, on a 10 plus, they do and suffer four harm sometime during the next 24 hours. On a 7 or 9, it's two harm. On a miss, uh, some several people of the MC's choice, maybe including your guy, maybe not, get it and all suffer three harm. Um, so I think I'm going to try to poison the wine. Uh... <laughs> and that's a five. Yes! Oh, you in a hurry, you're like, oh man, I need to fix this situation. I think you like slip around behind the bar and you're like, hey, bartender, here's like a secret ingredient to add to a couple drinks. And the bartender is like, sure, okay, I trust you, stranger. (laughs) Adds a little bit of your poison to a couple of the drinks. And I think, you know, adds it to the wine. And you're like, yeah. But before you can tell him who to serve it to, he just starts serving the drinks. No. Okay, cool. So, Vector, you're like, ooh, I may have left out a vital piece of information as you watch as pretty much the other people at the bar who aren't AZ or Seren receive the poison in their drinks. Uh, I'm going to just, like, quickly go and tap everyone and be like, we should go. We should leave right now. We should, we should be out of here. We should get out of here soon. Quickly, now, in fact. In fact, we should leave now. We should be, should, we should be gone. Uh, 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 all, all, all right. Oh, okay. And then Sydney will, like, return hastily the manuscripts he was reading uh, to Amos and get on out of there. And Amos, I don't think he even realizes you're leaving. He's so engrossed in his work. Um... <laughs> Seren looks up at you, Asians, as well. I guess if you're going, hopefully I run into you soon. I hope the same. Um, can I super, super fast read a person? Yeah, you sure can. Wow. Um, I get a 12. Oh, yeah. So ask three. Cool. Okay. Um, what does your character intend to do? Uh, this character intends to uh, find you again and take you to bed. Great. Awesome. Uh, well, I feel like that answers three of the question options. <laughs> How can I get your character to blank and what does your character wish I would do? <laughs> and what does your character really do? Great. I think she really hopes that you'll ask her to come along with you. In the troca. Oh, that feels like such a risky idea. <laughs> I know, I love it. Um, maybe I'm just horny enough. Um <laughs> great. Um yeah, I I ask, um, are you in the mood for a road trip? 
guess I've got nothing better to do right now. Great. You ever heard of Troka? The legendary Troka. Yeah, it's a uh, it's my ride. How exciting! <laughs> where is where are you going on said ride? I, think I guess we're this headed is, to, let's go. Uh, great, come on. All right, so uh, Seren joins you, uh, Vector. As you're leaving, the person you're trying to poison is now joining AC Honey on your boat. Well, I can now tell that it's not snow, right? You can very clearly tell now that she's turned around. It's not. <laughs> I love failed rolls. I see that it is not snow and just turn and without a second, like without a glance back, just book it to Troka and start getting us ready to leave. Yeah, and you see that Vance is also has a. Uh, short-haired, androgynous person in tow, uh, wearing very clearly the crest of Yulia and the crest of Mercy on their chest. So you picked up some stragglers. Um, <laughs> I'm shocked that Sydney didn't bring along his new friend. Oh no, that's not my friend. That is definitely a direct competitor. And we've got to get to those trees much faster. I got to publish. Dungeons and Drama Nerds is produced by Todd Brian Backus, Percy Hornack, and Nick Orvis, and is mixed and edited by Anthony Sertel-Dean. Irremediably Home, our Apocalypse World campaign, features John John Johnson as the writer and master of ceremonies, Percy Hornack as Vance Holiday, T.P. Huth as Vector, Ella Mock as AZ Honey, and Dex Fan as Sydney Thorpe. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at dndramanerds, and on Facebook at Dungeons and Drama Nerds. For cast bios, head to our website, dungeonsanddramanerds.com. Tune in next week for a new commentary episode.